0: Oh, oh my gosh, just when you're ready, just when you're ready, just when you're ready to cash it in on the Tennessee Volunteers and play the kids, you've gotten a real education, ladies and gentlemen, on how college baseball really works. And that's why last week I was on here telling you they were about to click, it was about to happen. Tony Basilio, welcome you to the Monday edition in transit on the way back to terra firma, ladies and germs. Bean Joe, Jeff Henderson in the mix and in the hunt. Brian Hartman, good morning, fellas. How we doing? Great Monday to
1: everybody. Great Monday to you as well, Tony. Come on home. TLD Logistics Extra Innings
0: with the great Evan Russell coming up a little later on. Tennessee... Uh, connects with connect in hoops we'll talk about that does that connection make sense they got an all offensive player i don't know I, I, he's a great offensive player but uh, i mean i those that watch a college basketball world are like i don't know how he's going to fit but we'll see so we got a lot to talk about today bino jeff you've been around the sport of baseball all your life i'm a i'm a big believer that um People are comprised of mind, body, spirit, and this Tennessee baseball team just didn't have a lot of spirit about it before the weekend.
1: Yeah,
2: something I agree. Tommy didn't have a lot of belief. Sammy was there uh,
0: Friday. In the, yeah. Um, nope. but what? No, what a and different something wake Happened in Friday. Night to time. Up, you know? Something happened. Well,
1: something happened, right on Friday. Something happened. Uh. Absolutely, Tony. you got uh, tears and dryling, hit ninth inning, home runs. Uh, you have a comeback victory, and then the the light comes on. Uh, it's just it's amazing to me what a couple of swings can do, timely swings can do for an entire team's psyche. Uh, I, if they do not make those swings uh, Friday night, we don't see Saturday and we don't see Sunday.
0: I agree with that. They don't do that. That's a three-game sweep because we had seen the script before. So it was two kids that led the way. And we have a lot to talk about now because all of a sudden you're dealing with a baseball team whose season's alive. You're dealing with a baseball team that can all of a sudden start thinking about hosting again, which is remarkable. But the schedule uh, lays out for the next three series and sets up that way. And – The other thing that needs to be talked about is the Chase Burns component here. Brian Hartman, Chase Burns, his body language the other night, and Brian, you're a big believer in body language. His body language the other night was, give me my daddy hat, give me my fur coat, Put me back with the last couple of years. We are ready to reclaim our spot. His body language was insane the other night, Brian. He
3: was fired up out there. And I think he threw, what, four innings on the weekend and struck out eight guys. Eight out of 12 recorded outs for strikeouts. Gave up one hit. They didn't really come close to scoring on him or touching him. And this is the the change. It's amazing how when he started he didn't have that and just a little change in the bullpen has it, that might have been the move that turned the season around but don't forget about jake Kendro, who came in yesterday filling in for chris moore who got the balls on the board with that rbi single that put him up one over two out and that opened the door for a big inning so you've got to give him some love
0: well and the point the point is this right all of a sudden on the weekend that's why sports are nuts Tennessee hasn't two-out hit all year, even against the directional schools. They haven't two-out hit all year. They're the worst they're of the worst teams in the country, two-out hits. They wore out Corbin, who's like morphing in the mod as we speak.
4: Pino, you know, they wore that old lady out
1: over the weekend, didn't they, old Corbin? Yeah, they did, Tony. I believe they scored 12 runs on the weekend with two outs.
0: I mean that guy's gotta speaking, be sitting there going, What speak, in the world?
3: Speaking of Corbin, he's now fifteen and fifteen lifetime at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. With the sweep. He was twelve and he was fifteen and twelve yeah, he, coming in. Now he, he's he, even.
0: And since Evan Russell's grand slam home run, Brian, a shot heard round the world. Not Bobby Thompson off Ralph Branca. I'm talking about Evan Russell's shot in, in Lindsay Nelson Stadium. That is the that is the real shot heard around the world. Uh, Brian, what's the number? Tennis and Vandy.
3: Counting that game, the Vols have won eight of, eight of their last nine against Vandy. Counting that game, they had the magic. And, Deal you with know, it, Vandy Joe. Deal with it. That kind of brought back Deal the, with the, whistler. Uh, the Friday night game kind of brought back memories of that season where you had a lot of games where they won in walk-off fashion, kind of magical moments. And I don't think last year's team was so good they didn't have a chance for that. But that's what that felt like. That, that almost felt like those home runs in the ninth inning felt like Evan Russell's Grand Slam that got everyone on board. Back Deal board. with it, Vandy Joe.
0: Deal with it, Vandy Whistlers. Deal with it, all those people living up in Westchester County where I was over the weekend. All the rich and famous that go down there for a couple games a year. Deal with it. Because Tennessee is your
5: daddy. Your daddy.
0: But Bino, you know, the crazy thing is, if those two freshmen don't hit that home run Friday night, Tennessee gets swept out of there and probably gets hammered.
1: So, get well, you they, some of that they certainly don't win no the sense, series, Tony. I don't think. Uh, yeah, it was it was just the turning point of the season, and uh, uh, it it's it's great to see. I I'll admit, I did not think this team had the makeup or the moxie to get up off the deck. I, I didn't think that they had it in them. Uh, but they've proven it, proven me wrong again. I'm thrilled about it. We've seen they can uh, they can handle a stretch of adversity. Now let's hope that they can handle success as well.
0: Well, I've got three or four really great friends that were in the stadium Saturday night, right, or Friday. And so I'm reaching out to them yesterday or um, Saturday. I'm reaching out to them. What was it like? What was it like? What was it like? All of them left, Bino. All of them left couple of them left in the eighth inning. One of them left top of the ninth. And they were like, I'm, I just, you know, I just can't stand the torture anymore. And I was, and and one left who sees the ticket holder and said, I ain't coming back. He said, I'm out in my car going, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. He said, then I get back to my place and I'm watching Chase Burns' body language and I'm going, we're back, we're back and." 2022 again. We're back in 2021. That's exactly... That is exactly what happened Friday night. That team went right back in time. That team got its swagger back. When Chase Burns walked on that mound and blew those guys up for three innings, and then Vandy burned their closer, that Maldonado guy, they burned him all up. I mean, that was some... And and then... The next day, Corbin leaves that kid out there. I'm sorry. I know Corbin's won a lot of baseball games. That's not fair to do that to a kid. Beano, I don't know what your feelings are on that. Taking one for the team, I mean, that's that's a little absurd right there. If that was my son, I would not be happy with the way the manager hung him out to dry. Because you don't have your stuff. You don't have your stuff. Go get him. I don't know what your read on that is, Bino, but we broke their spirit, man.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, Tony, you're real early in the series. I, I, I understand completely what you're saying, but every once in a while, you do have to kind of take one for the team. Um, I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it's, it's frequently done.
0: What do you think, Brian?
3: Well, it felt like, in a way, that Vandy almost punted that game, and that's an odd place to punt because they'd already lost yep. the night before, and then they're thinking, okay, we can just we're going to be content to just avoid a sweep tomorrow, and and they were really never in the series or in any games until when it, it wouldn't have mattered. The rest of the weekend, I think. Uh, no, and and that's yeah. Th- think about this: the ball no, score. They scored nine runs with two out in one inning, and I think Fandy had nine runs all weekend.
0: Well, you knew yesterday when Tennessee and Obama second plates five, and when Maui Ahuna started hitting, I mean, you just knew that was it for them. Forget about it. Because I call those guys, and I'm still referring to them as the Rick Barnes transfers, because I'm just going to use that name now that – we, we jinxed them for good. I'm going to call the guys the Rick Barnes transfers. So those of you that think I'm besmirching them, I'm kind of besmirching myself because I'm a day late and a dollar short. But so the Rick Barnes transfers had a really good weekend. You know, the, the kid from Cincinnati who hasn't been hitting at all. In the in the two games he played in was Stripe in the baseball, the, um, I mean, he even had a couple loud hard outs, the, um, a Huna kid who allegedly had a back issue, which, by the way, I didn't believe and I don't believe, um, who looked all of a sudden, uh, for a guy with a back issue, he fielded the baseball, threw the baseball well, fielded, it looked like they got the message to him. But, okay, you, you believe what you want to believe. They're Friday night, there, he was brutal. Runner. But as soon as they turned the ship around, as soon as they turned the ship around, Saturday, he got right on the ship. And that just shows you how baseball works, how it's contagious. Beano, you know, Friday night, he looked completely, like, overwhelmed, outmat, whatever the word is you want to use. Saturday, he woke up like a brand new man, like the whole team did. It's crazy how the sport is like that. And it's always been that way. Baseball has always been that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dr. Schaum was correct when he said the first thing that we had to do was start playing just solid, fundamental baseball. And Friday night, though, we hadn't swung the bats very well. We had done the other things. We we had fielded. We didn't give them extra opportunities. Now, you know, we didn't have a lot of traffic on the bases, so we didn't run ourselves out of anything. Uh, but uh, I, I thought Maui was real good this weekend. Uh, I thought he showed he, – he showed um, the, the type of potential uh, that he was purported to have when he first came here, um, and he just has to now carry that on. You know, as a shortstop, you can't have an occasional good defensive series. You have to have occasional bad defensive series, uh, and he was, he was really good. It's obvious what his arm strength is, what his range is, uh, but, you know, you have to make the plays, and he did this weekend, and he was good at the plate as well. And Merritt, uh, and like so often happens in this day. game, yeah. makes a great play in right field, and it, it leads to quality at-bats. It, it's just it's magic how that happens in a game of baseball.
0: Yeah, his play off the outfield wall, you're not going to get any better than that. And I don't blame Vandy for running there. I mean, I think, that, to me, there are outs in baseball that are made on the base pass that are just solid baseball. I, I think it's good base running there, and I think it's just a great playoff to, to, to take a ball off the wall and to throw a strike down the second base. I don't think there's anything wrong to, with, in my book with running in that situation, even though the, the base runner's out by seven or eight feet. I mean, it was just an incredible pick off the wall uh, by Merritt, and that jump-started him. And he hits the game-winning home run, a la Evan Russell, who will be buying an hour. And I'm telling you, I, I, I think that Evan Russell's home run against Vanderbilt catapulted Tennessee into the next season and a half. I think it catapulted him to Omaha. I really do. I mean, you guys might think I'm nuts. And, and who knows? We might look back on those, those two home runs on Friday night. Well, you know, Kyle Peterson's seen a lot of baseball. And I thought he was excellent this weekend, by the way. And he said that might have just turned their season around. And I thought at the time, boy, that's a little bit of hyperbole. That's a pretty freaking good call by him in real time. He was really good this weekend. And he said after the game Friday, or, or yesterday, like w- during the blowout, when it was like 10 to nothing or 10-2 to two or whatever it was late in the game, he said, I never saw this coming. Never saw this coming. But in Looking back on it now, I mean this team might be set right now. Who knows? Tony Valls back on top, back to being the number one attack. Because here's the deal. Not only did the Valls fall in the rankings last week, Tony Valls was number three Italian in the city. Vince Ferrara was number one. I was number two, and Tony Valls was number three. He had fallen in the Italian American rankings, Bino do you feel me on that
1: uh... yes i feel you tony I, I would think it would take a loss to a tennessee tech for him to fall behind you and vince in fact
0: i'll tell you this tony falls almost fell behind chris burke who has an italian mother and so Chris Burke's fifty percent, okay. And Tony Valls almost fell to almost fell to 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 fourth. And Titans Bill even received votes in the Italian American Club. Titans Bill received votes last week. The point is this: this this thing is um. This thing is really interesting, isn't it? It's uh. It's crazy. How, are they alive, or is that – I'm going to ask the living listener. Is the baseball team back alive? Do you believe they're back alive, or do you got to see more? Like Bino said. Bino said he wants to see more.
1: I don't know if I said I want to see more, Tony. I did say I want to see if they can handle success. That's the next step. But uh, I, I, I do believe that this team turned – this team found out who they were over the weekend, and I think we're going to see a different team going forward than we saw the first half of the SEC season. Brian Hartman called it. When they got almost run-ruled by that
0: 10-run Tennessee Tech team, 10-24 and Tennessee Tech, Brian Hartman came right on here the next day and said, they're, they're sweeping Vandy, which is a great call by you, Brian. You see the future. You're the one. 865-200-5402. Let's go to our, our first caller, Sam. Sam, welcome in. Sammy, how you doing, do you buddy?
6: Mean, I'm a man, I did that really happen, or was that a, a dream, what happened this weekend, Tony? Are
0: we back alive, Sam, or is it too early to say that?
6: Well, all I want to say is there's... 12 games left in, in the conference. They need to go what? 6 6? Because six? Ole Miss won 14 last year, if my math is correct. So, you know, I, hey, man. Sweet. The state, you know, Bulldogs, and I think we got it, man. I think we can make it to I, the tournament, and who knows? I think a reasonable
3: goal would be to go 8 and 4. You got to win. I think you should try to win 5 or 6 at home, and if you can split the six row games. That would put you at sixteen and fourteen.
0: Yeah, and if they get the sixteen and fourteen guys with the schedule they've played, they should host. I think they should host. We'll be right back to hosting again. Oh,
6: love it, Tony! One last thing. I was just you know watching the the game just like everybody else. Next year, I mean, I hate to say this, but next year they're gonna, they're going to be loaded. Gonna, I think they'll be better, you know, next year because I think what like, everybody's come back except. What three or four players? Yes. Well, it it depends, Sam, on on what
1: happens in the draft. Um, you know, it, 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 except for Burke, uh, I'll have to think for a second. But I I think everybody starting uh, it, except for Burke is eligible for the draft. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we've got two pitchers, of course, that are not uh, two key pitchers that are not, but uh, um, we got a lot of guys that could be drafted, so we have to wait to see but, what happens there. But to his point, Bino, the
0: young guys led the way over the in the weekend, and the young guys are all coming back. And I agree with him, and I love the fact that it was the young guys who were the catalyst. Because the truth is, it was going to take the young guys to do it. It was going to take the young guys to absolutely do it this weekend. And, Sam, your point is well taken. The Kendros of the world, I'll tell you who's a revelation. Now, he is draft eligible. I don't think he gets drafted. Maybe he does. I don't know. He's a third-year player. This Ensley guy in center field is really the the quiet story of the year. He has allowed them the luxury of, and it happened when they were not going well, But his weekend in center field and his play in center field and his bat from center field and everything he's done from center field, and they never dreamed in a million years that he was going to be their center fielder. And those guys know the roster, and they never dreamed it. But he has been very good for them. And to your point, Sam, those young kids are the ones that led the way, and I think that's what you're trying to say. They've got a good young core now that they can build around, and I agree with you, Sam. I agree with that.
6: Okay, but you know, uh, you know. Thanks
0: for the time, Tony. Thank you. And I, th- I think, Bino, that's what he was trying to say. It's not that the preponderance of the guys, but it's who you have, and in- the and the leader nature of those guys. Look, this Dryling guy is going to be a star in college baseball. He just is. I agree. He's be a star. Dryling,
1: Tears, Burke, they, yeah. they're, they'll. If everyone else goes, that that's a good core to start with. I, I'm just saying. This team can be hurt a little bit more than you think glancing at them because Dickey is able to go, that type of thing. You know, yep. you don't think about those guys going, uh, but they may. And Hunter Inslee, you're exactly right. And he's the one guy. He's the one guy on the roster that's kind of earned his stripes and waited his turn uh, like like Evan did, uh, like some other guys on our last two teams have done. This is a guy that's been there two years and, and gotten very little playing time.
0: Evan will be by next hour with us, but the, on TLD logistics extra innings, the, the thing that. When when we asked Evan about him in center field, did you think that was going to happen? And we'll, we'll talk about it again, but a little more, because the weekend the dude had is just insane. And he said, Are you. No! But nobody saw that. Nobody thought he was going to do that. That's. When you talk about my one of my favorite things about sport is you take a kid like that that's waited his turn, waited his turn, gets an opportunity, and he didn't make a chicken salad out of it. He is, he is dominating. He's playing really well. Take a brief time out, we come back. Is Tennessee back alive? That's my question for you. Is that baseball team back alive? Or how about this? Was Vanderbilt just overrated? Vanderbilt at the end of the weekend now has the same exact record in league play as Tennessee. Now one of them's fourth in America or fifth in America. I think they were ranked third last week. No,
3: isn't Bandy like thirteen and five now?
0: Are they thirteen and five yeah, in the Yeah, they're
3: thirteen league? and five in the league. Yeah, they're thirteen and two coming in. They're thirteen and five now. Tennessee's eight and ten. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. They're thirteen and five in the league. Yeah. I don't know what where I got that. From my co 13-5. Oh, I thought, you told me it was Tennessee's record. I thought you said it was Vandy's record. Vandy, okay, Vandy's Vandy compiled their wins, though, off a rather generous schedule, is the point. And that was the point we were making last week in the blog. Now, look, people are giving me credit for saying that Tennessee, I, I didn't think Tennessee was going to win the series. I had a guy say, finally, you had a good take. No, my take was Vandy had a relatively easy schedule and they were untested. Caduce to Chris Burke who said the following this Tennessee team will win games in their building now they're not going to win them away from home they're gonna have a tough time winning them away from home because they don't defend but the Beanos point if they start defending they'll win games away from the away from home but they don't to this point in the season, and I got to see a little more from them defensively because yesterday they had two errors. They were a little leaky late. And I- we'll come back on the other side. I want to hear from you after this. Spread the word and get the app at
7: TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones.
11: When Spend a very special no evening with away. The Gambler, no the run timeless run. music of Kenny Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven-piece real-deal band. Many have said this is the when best tribute down. show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites. Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County." Everyone considered him the coward. Saturday, May 20th, 7 p.m., at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg.
14: Tickets begin at only
11: $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the real deal band. Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. Crocketttheater.com. We'll see you there.
4: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
0: Tina, to be back with you, 865-200-5402. Let's get uh, Danny boys in the hunt and in the mix with us. Callers come first. Here's the question. Tennessee sweeps Vandy in, uh, I mean, I, I'm really confused on the weekend because Tennessee sweeps Vandy. In fact, A lot of the top teams in the league got swept out, which is really strange, the allegedly top teams. And then for the hoopsters out there, help me understand this Dalton Connect uh, guy playing who's an offensive player who was quoted in in an interview as saying, Rick Barnes and them promised me they're going to let me run. The offense is going to run through me. Since when does the offense run through anybody? What is this guy talking about? But he says, that's what they promised me, and I'm going, okay. I mean, I'm for it. But the basketball recruiting world's going, what a weird marriage. Let's get Danny Boy in here. Danny Boy, welcome in. Hello. Hey, guys, it's Sammy. Hey, Sammy, welcome in.
15: Hey, guys. uh, Friday night, I was there, and for me, the whole season, the, the switch flipped. Chase Burns took the mound. I mean, Sewell had a good performance up to that, but, I mean, it's like all... You could tell they were stressed on everybody. You could see it in their faces, and as soon as he took the mound, all that just went away, and and they were able to play free, and it it was just something to see. And I... Give Vandy credit for one of the best defensive plays I've ever seen up the middle. That was an amazing play, and... I thought we were in trouble after that because, you know, momentum being and emotion being such a big thing in college baseball. I thought, well, that'll carry them right over us, but it didn't. Our pitching stopped them even right after that. And it was just, it was something to see. And, and the tears home run was the hardest hit ball I've ever seen. It, it sounded different. Yeah. Sammy, he's, uh, he's pretty
16: special. He and dryly yeah. both
1: are special, uh, swinging the bat. And I, I agree with you. Chase looked as dominant as he's ever looked here. Even after last year, uh, all, all of the good, uh, all of the good uh, starts he had last year. I don't think he's ever looked more dominant or in control uh, than he did uh, on Friday night against uh, against Fanny. The it's
0: pumping of the, the fist and all that. Yeah. The gesturing of the crowd, Sammy. The pumping of the fist. I mean, our fan base. You could sense it. Tell me about it in the stadium when he started gesturing to the crowd. What was it like, Sammy?
15: It, well, the crowd came alive too. T. It was, and it was, it was all him. And, and you know, I, I know he's getting praise for it, but it it, it was all Chase Burns Friday night. Hey, that was the sprawl that stirred the, stirred the drink. You know, for lack of better words, and. You know that crowd. I guess was a lot of people like me. I was going to the game, and I looked over to the wife on the way up there, and I said, "I just hope we don't get run ruled." You know, that's <laughs> why. You know, but yep. but and, and and let's not let this go and look either. The kid that started pitching Friday night, he's good, and I think he's a good Friday night starter. But again, he's not able to do that unless we field behind him because we, we kind of shafted him last week. He had a pretty good start going last week, and we just wouldn't feel the ball behind him.
1: Yeah, Sammy. it's uh he's well he's you're right on right money. In, yeah. in in a spot of need and and been really solid i, I think frank anderson called it courageous uh, basically the way that he's pitched so he, his teammates have responded pretty well uh to him as a starter
15: and that all goes and, you know that all goes back to chase burns doing what he's doing out of the pen because that kid's not able to do that i chase burns is is not able? It doesn't come out and perform like he does. Agree. And, and, and the switch going on on the field. Sammy, uh, I wouldn't change one thing. Yeah.
0: Yep. No. Well, I no, wouldn't change a, one thing. I'm talk over you, but we're we're, we're, we're challenged here. I, I, listen, if it's my dime and my dance floor, Chase Burns closes the rest of the year. I, I'm not going away from what I'm doing. That's it. Because if I get a lead here, there, or anywhere, and I bring Chase Burns in, and he's throwing smoke like that. Ain't nobody in that sport touching him. No way. No
15: way. And it was so satisfying for a vault. Let's not forget the schedule change that they did to us at the first of the year. You know, that I guess I'm a conspiracy theorist, but they made it harder on us. And I guess they thought that front end of this season schedule was going to cripple us. And we just showed them Friday night it didn't. And, And this team may be coming. You know, exactly what they didn't want. You know, it's just, and, you know, listen, and we haven't even talked about Christian Moore getting thrown out, you know, uh, the other night, and that doesn't happen. He didn't touch the kid. He shouldn't have did it, but that doesn't happen if it's not the year we're going to get Tennessee, you know, if, if it's not the year we're not going to shut this baseball team up.
0: Well, and I give, again, I'm going to give Kyle Peterson credit again. Yesterday on the telecast, he said that was an overreaction in a sport now where they're overreacting, and they're overreacting to what Tennessee did last season. That's what he said. He said a lot of this yeah. is related to what Tennessee did last year.
15: It's a, it's, it's horse bleep is what it is. It, it, it is, and they're so scared about the sanctity of the game. And don't think that guy standing across the field in that Vanderbilt uniform, old Corbin didn't have a lot to say about you know the rules, the Tennessee rule changes. Because I think now when you get thrown out, you miss four games instead of a four, it was just two. That was another rules change. Well, no, it's, it's, it was only one. It, it's only okay. one for more. You know, what's the. Uh,
1: it's different pictures of this. Tony, someone will have to help me with that. I. You know, the announcers thought it was four games, and then we heard it was one. And apparently there's a difference between pitchers being ejected and position players being ejected. Uh, And I guess that's because four games for a pitcher is one start. Uh, So basically they're knocking everybody out of one
15: start uh, in an ejection. Okay, cool. I thought it was the other one. I thought it was four they mentioned four games, so I thought whoa. Yeah, they they were mistaken too, Sammy.
1: They they originally said it was a four game suspension, but they were incorrect.
15: Well guys, I pre- Tony, Beno, Brian, I appreciate the time. It's real good to talk to you guys and, and Tony, thank you. I'll talk to you guys later.
0: Much love to you, Sammy. I'm a, a man that stayed at the game the other night. Uh, here's the thing. Uh uh, in in terms of that whole suspension deal, they suspended Florida's closer, okay, for hulking up, guys, hulking up. And when I say Hulk, I mean like doing the Hulk Hogan thing, flexing, not cussing out his Could opponent, not throwing the ball
1: at somebody,
0: hulking up.
1: Mm-mm. The crazy that? thing is, only, they're protecting people against stuff that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, for all of our antics last year, how many guys did we have get thrown at?
3: Drew Gilbert. Yeah. Vitello got thrown out a couple times. Thrown at, Brian, not I'm thrown, thrown out.
1: Thrown at. How many guys got hit with, with a pitch? With all of our antics last year, it, it, it just doesn't happen anymore. That'd These kids done. kind of expect that kind of stuff. It's, it's part of the way they've played. So they basically, they're basically basically penalizing people for stuff that doesn't happen anymore, trying to prevent stuff that doesn't happen anymore. Back
0: to the phones in transit on the way back to Terra Firma after a couple of weeks. In the great Northeast, I'm going to kiss the ground you walk on. Let's get our next call in. And we, we call him Gold Brick Joe. Gold Brick Joe, welcome in.
5: Hello, how are we doing? Well, I say, go Gold brick. I, I at least uh, did my job of at least going and giving my, including my voice over there this weekend, even though I will fully admit it, I did leave in the, bottom of the top of the eight. Go, on, break
16: on go! Friday.
5: On Friday, I just uh, I just got so frustrated with it, and I just I was like, well, we haven't come back all year. Why was today going to be any different? This team's just the same they are. And then all of a sudden, you know, I also have to take uh, uh, some credit and just say that you know, of course, my spin is: had I not left, then we wouldn't have won. You know, that, that's that's my spin on it. You know, I, I left. Uh, I left for a win. That's 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 why I'm going to hold it. spin it, at least. Well, go, oh, Brick.
1: I, I applaud you for coming in here and owning that. Take one for the team.
3: <laughs> Leave early. Beat traffic.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, that 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 trip down to the Marables, That's you know, a long trip. What can I say? <laughs> but no, uh, uh, it was. Uh, but that. That team, though, it was the first time in a long time where it looked like they were out there having fun. Like that was the first time, especially when Burns kind of did his stuff, and it just seemed like okay, like we can, like that's who we are. We can be that person. We can be that team. We are that team. And they can, you know, they can just open up a little bit or just loosen up a little bit. And and here's the other thing that really struck to me is. I've been saying, and I've said it on right here a couple times. I think whenever this team starts booting it around in the field, then they get up there to the plate and they think they have to make up for it at the plate for booting it around in the field. And what happens when we go out there and, and field a pretty clean game and a pretty, pretty clean series? Magically, our bats start waking up. And it just seems like they're a little bit looser. Like they just, you know, it just seems like it compounds itself. Whenever they do something dumb in the field, they end up turning around doing something dumb at the plate. It just seems like it's went that way this year.
0: Well, and you know what else, too, right? All year, all year, every time we make an error, the opponent scores three or four runs. Yep. Vanderbilt makes an error yesterday. Tennessee plates five. Yep. Think about that. I mean, that's that's, that's right. the yeah. nature of this. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> the nature of this thing swinging back on you, Goldbrick.
5: It's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I it happened on Friday too. I mean, really, or, or Saturday, excuse me. Um, but yeah, it just, it's just so good. It's just like, this is like the team. Like this is who, this is finally like back to our Tennessee baseball. Like it just seems like this is what we're supposed to be. I don't know, sort of looks like the person that you kind of thought you might be getting at the beginning of the year. Um and like you say, I don't know who got to him or his quote unquote back injuries matter. Uh, whatever it is, if he can keep playing like that, that's going to be a huge boost, especially at, at at shortstop at such a pivotal position in the field. Like Vino said earlier, you're going to have, you know, maybe a series where you don't feel that, that great. You don't need a series where you just figure it out and then forget it again. So hopefully that's something going forward and not just just uh, some sort of uh, anomaly there. Hopefully the other stuff is the anomaly. Um, but I won't let y'all make y'all listen to my scratchy, horrible voice too long. just wanted to come in and own it up and tell them how happy I am with those guys and, and how nice it is just to see that baseball team playing loose. And, and, and the return of the daddy cat and the fur coat. And we go sweeping. I don't think there's a coincidence there. I think that's the reason. <laughs> but anyways, guys, I'll
0: let you go. I'm telling you, I, I, yeah, I appreciate you. I think that's right. I think those guys taking their lightsaber and that geeky thing and getting it out of there and saying, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna be who we signed up. This is what we signed up for. We're going back to being the bad boys in the deal. And when Chase burns. I think Chase Burns emergence is bigger than those two home runs Friday being star. But the two home runs allowed him to come into the game and do what he did.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think those are equally equally huge, Tony. Equally huge. And and I agree with you. I would leave things the way they are and it appears it appears that Chase Burns is willing for that to be the case. And first and foremost, you have to have his buy-in uh, for him to perform that way in that role. He has to accept it. And it looked and sounded to me like that he's accepted that, and he wants it, and he invites
3: it. Are you concerned a little bit about Seth could, Halverson? Could he? Not really. Yes, could that's he the only coming out level, of the weekend
1: Brian, be no, to be concerned about. Uh the thing is, I believe I believe Tennessee's bullpen uh, has the arms to overcome it, uh, especially when you put Chase down there at the end of it, and you can use some other guys in some other roles. Could Chase
0: Burns close to the next level, Bino? If it came to that,
1: yes, yes. Uh, you know, as I've told you a hundred times, I'm no pitching expert. Uh, but uh, he, he, you know, he, he's got a couple of pitches uh, that are really quality, um, and uh, he, he, can, he can come in there and overpower people late. Uh, yes, I, I think it's the role that uh, he could do at the next level, but you, know, you, you probably need to talk to someone who knows a whole lot more about pitching than me.
0: 865 200 we're passing Ironto, for those of you familiar, not Canada either, but uh, spent 14 days in Ironto, so 865-200-5402 is the number, if you want to join, jump into the mix and in the hunt with us, Be no keep your phone on. I'm going to jingle you to the next time out. In the meantime, back to the phones we go. Let's get Billage in here. Let's get Billy with it. The Titans Bill. How
2: you Bill. doing, Tony?
5: How you Billy, doing, how we doing?
2: Um, I'll tell you what, Tony. When it comes to our baseball team, when they sweep in Vanderbilt, I'm thinking the best is yet to come. I believe us sweeping that series has turned our season around. And I believe good things is going to come through this season. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with
1: you, Bill. Now, I don't know that I'm convinced that we're going to do what it takes to host. Uh, but going into this weekend series... I didn't think this team would make the NCAA tournament. Now, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, they will make the tournament and have an opportunity to
2: host. Yeah. On another note, the NFL draft is coming up. And, of course, I'll be watching it on the NFL Network. I would like to give the NFL Network a little advice who they should hire, who they should have as their so-called guest analyst Josh Heupel main reason why Bino look at the great job that Tony Tony Vols did covering the MLB draft if Tony Vols could do it I believe Josh Heupel could do it too what is your thought there you know that I love Josh Heupel,
1: but now I don't know uh, when you say Tony Valls can do it, so Josh Heupel can do it. That's right in Tony Valls wheelhouse. Uh, I, I don't I don't know that it's. I think Heupel would would be great at the uh, information end of things. Uh, I, I don't know about the expressive end of things. That'd be
2: interesting to see. I believe if they invite him there, I believe he I believe he could do a brilliant job of analyzing. But then again, you know how they are; they'll invite somebody like Nick Saban or <laughs> Big Ten Bielema or somebody like that. But I'd say Josh Heupel. That's who they need to get. Okay. Because look at the season we had, eleven and two, and their quarterback could be could be drafted number one this coming Thursday. Need I say more? And and another thing, Bino, what do you think of Moneyball moving to Sin City? I'm referring to the Oakland A's moving to Las Vegas.
1: Uh, I'm 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 not surprised from Vegas' standpoint or Oakland's Like the Raiders uh, or did. the A's. Uh, I I think that's probably the, the right move for them. Um I I hope uh, I hope the uh, expansion report in uh, Sentinel yesterday was incorrect and that if Nashville gets a team it's an American league team and not a national league team.
3: You know, think about it. Oakland lost their football team. They lost their basketball team to San to San Francisco, and now they could lose their baseball team.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
3: think about how much that's really sad, man. That's really
0: sad. Well, that's right, Brian. That's right. And here's the other thing that's that's really that kind of stinks in the whole deal, Uh, Bill. Is that my Eagles are talking about trading with your Titans? For Derrick Henry. Now, what do you want for him, Bill? The draft is Thursday. We are kind of rich in picks. What do you want for my Eagles for Derrick Henry? Because I'll tell you right now, I'll give you two sevenths for him.
2: I'll I'll take the two sevens. I'll I'll definitely take the uh, two-sevenths. Because I believe A.J. Brown would like to have. The other thing is. That's an Eagle.
0: Well, the other thing Bino's got to deal with is, and I'm going to haze Bino because Friday we're going to this going to come out in the wash. But Bino, your Colts, I'm reading here a mock, and it says here, it says here he's a favorite of the Mannings, and that appeals to the Colts. And of course, I'm talking about Will Levis from Kentucky, who has the. Manning camp stamp of approval, Bean Star,
1: Will Levis. Maybe the
2: Giants will draft him because Eli likes him. I don't know about that because, look, you have Jones at quarterback over there, and they renewed his contract, so you could forget about the Giants right, drafting no. him. Oh, my bad.
0: Yep. So, you excited about it, Beano? You excited about Will Levis
2: joining the uh, joining the Colts? No. Tony, on this no. on this ordeal involving the Henry going to the Eagles, I'll believe it when I see it, but I I don't believe it. It's nothing but nothing but a bunch of rumors. It's nothing but a layer cake of rumors, Tony. That's all it is.
0: How many layers? What layer cake, and how many layers? What flavor layer cake? Uh,
2: I would probably say uh, uh, I would probably say a six-layer carrot cake. It's a Bugs Bunny statue on top. A six-layer layer cake. Yeah. Hey, Bino, with the
0: big leagues question for you mutual friend of ours what's the difference between the national league and american league if we're all playing the same teams now and we're all playing
1: the uh, same roles what's the difference yeah no the there's there's really been very little difference in the two tony since the analytics geeks kind of took over you know at one time the american league kind of had a style of its own and national league had a style of its own and now that they play by the same rules with uh, with everybody leaning toward analytics, there's very little difference between the two leagues.
2: I hey mean, it's a,
0: horrendous. Like tonight, we're playing the Seattle Mariners for some stupid reason. Why? Why are we playing the Seattle Mariners at the end of April? We played the damn White Sox last week. Who wants to watch I, I'll that? I'll say
1: this, Tony. I, I do. I do like the American balance League schedule. Baseball. I see no reason to play the same teams in your division 19 times, and I I, I think this gives an opportunity for uh, teams in National League cities to to see Otani and Trout and Judge uh, every other year playing their ballpark. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with. I think they finally about got the schedule right.
0: I don't like the idea. of gives the American in the... League teams an opportunity. Yeah. well, it, it gives American League cities a chance to see the great rising star, Bryson Stott, in all of baseball. He's one of the great right. rising stars in all of baseball, uh, along with Alex Bohm, who hits a boom. A boomer. A boomer boom. Good, Billy. And you and your layer cake, you clown.
2: okay Tony I'll give you three of my favorite Italians three of my number one favorite Italians you my Midwest Italian buddy uh, my Midwest Italian buddy and Carmen (laughs) that's right Carmen Tagano Tony
0: Valls last week was below Carmen Tagano It went Uh Vince Ferrara-Me, Carmen Tagano was third, Chris Burke fourth. Tony Valls was only fifth last week from the Italian-American club of Knoxville's list, uh, the rankings of the top Italians in in Knoxville. Really hard week for Tony Valls if they're getting swept at Arkansas. And then the blowout loss at midweek, I mean, it was rough for him last week, man.
2: Yeah. But I, I still believe that the best is shit to You know to what come. happened, Bill? You know what happened, Bill? Hey, Bill.
0: Bill, you, Bill yeah. you know what happened to him? What? He went out to Cappuccino's for dinner the other night, and they only gave him one meatball with his ranking. <laughs> he had four <laughs> meatballs a week before with his spaghetti, but this week he only got one. I'll tell you what, and if they would have gotten swept by Vanderbilt, which was about to happen if they didn't hit that
2: home run Friday night, he would have gotten half a meatball this week. <laughs> Boy, that's, that's kind of... Oh, man, that's weird. That how, really feel, is. how
1: did those hacks slip in front of Gina Lola Bridget and Sophia Loren for you? Uh,
2: <laughs> well, let's add them to the list. Now, wait a minute. Lola preached... Uh, Lola Prechta is uh, Lola Prechta's passed away, but Lauren's still with us. Let's put her on there. I put some deceased hey, besace- in this.
0: front of them. others 865-200, If you want to join us, hour two on the radio. Listen anyway. When we come back. Evan Russell's going to join the fray at some point rather quickly. We'll get some more calls in, 865-200-5402. And Evan Russell, by the way, it's TLD Logistics, extra time, overtime, slash Tennessee baseball, extra innings like never before. We'll come back. We'll tee it up. We'll roll with you as we continue after this.
7: Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones.
17: This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
10: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
16: TB back with
0: you, 865-200-5402. I was talking to Bino off the air, and he said, Tony, I, I believe we're back. And Sure enough, Bino, there we are. You're, you're Not fooling you, Bino. Not pulling anything over on you. Okay, so I'm, in, I'm passing <coughs> Radford, Virginia right now and about a hundred miles from the border and you're going to hear me live on the air here get down and kiss the ground like Mecca like when they pray to Mecca in the meantime, uh, speaking of Mecca, uh, Brian the uh, Milwaukee Bucks used to play in the Mecca in Milwaukee before their stadium they play in now Brian, are the Milwaukee Bucks in
3: trouble in your humble opinion? The Miami Heat are a team that's got three legitimate stars in Hero, Bam Abdebayo, and Jimmy Butler. Plus Kyle Lowry, who can be as good once as he ever was, and Kevin Love's down there now. That's a team I would not have wanted to see in the first round. I thought the self, that goofy play-in tournament prevented – they should have been the seventh seed under the old format. But it prevented them from having to play – it prevented Boston from having to face them in the first round, which was a break. So if if the Greek freak doesn't play, yeah, I th- I think that if I'm a Milwaukee fan, I'd be very concerned.
0: Second question for you, Brian, NBA wise, and then we'll go back to the phones. Uh, why is Grant Williams not playing? What what is what is going on with this coach? That's as old as Grant Williams. Why why is he not seeing any action at all? A lot of it uh, in this series and. Last night there's foul trouble, and I know it's about matchups. Don't give me this. Ma- What's
3: the deal?
7: Why I is think he in the it's why is he, he not playing? He, at no, all? he's
3: not in the doghouse. I think Atlanta they play a four guard out, and with Capella and the center, and I just believe it might be a case where he'd have trouble defending in that situation as well. I think he would. I think he would struggle on defense now against Philadelphia. When that series happens, I believe he'll get more playing time. I believe he'll be asked to guard maybe Tobias. I think uh, Philly does not have a four-guard offense like the Hawks do. So you could see him. You could see a vol on vol, a BFL on BFL with Grant guarding Tobias, Some, which will be interesting. Sixers and six,
0: sixers and six, sixers and six, sixers and six, sixers and six. I'm going to burn it right into Brian's brain. 865-200-5402 865-200-5402 if you want to join uh, and I just got to say to you that when, when Brian one other thing on the NBA what is up with the Grizz just getting and I know they got the thing back late into respectability but I looked up at one point the other night it was like 42 to 13 or some crazy number like that they just got they just genuflected with the Lakers the other night. I mean, what are they doing? What are the
3: Grizz doing? The Grizz. What well, are the
0: Grizz doing, They've Bri? got a guy
3: who named Dylan Brooks who called out LeBron and said he was old. And then Brooks goes out there, shoots three of 13, and gets ejected the next game. So that was a matchup. That was something I pointed out a couple weeks ago about how I was concerned for the Grizz in that series against the Lakers, who had been playing so well. And then again, the Grizzlies. John Morant seemed like he's in and out of the lineup for, for various reasons. And he had a great game the other night. But I don't know. Maybe they're better without him. In some respects, they, they seem to do pretty well when he's not playing. They've 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 probably won more than they have lost. That's talented. Have watched is, the NBA eight, six, until five, it gets down five, Yeah. Yeah, go ahead,
1: Bina. I'll start watching in the next round, but when did this beanbag shot become a common thing in NBA?
3: The beanbag shot. Hitting people in the junk. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. I'm like, that threw me off there. Well, I think stuff like that's gone on for years. Underneath piles and all that, I, I, I mean, I don't know, I think now you just have more cameras, you have more monitor reviews than you had before, so it looks like it's going on more often, but I'd, I'd, I'd say the Pistons did that a little bit more, probably a lot back in the day, probably worse stuff than that. I just, yeah, uh, all the this week is the really first time it's, it's been prominent in my yeah. mind watching so. Yeah, they've got more camera angles and they've got, you know, they gotta review everything, so and then yeah. you have this flagrant one, flagrant two stuff yep. now that they didn't quite the, have yep. all the all the time. Yep. Back to the phones we go. I'm
0: on a little delay here, which is making it really fun, but hey, a little bit of me is better than know me, I think. I don't know. I have been told that. But uh, I've also been told a little bit of me goes along, goes a long way. In other words, I'm pretty obnoxious. But let's go to a man who's never answered to that. His name is W. Lynn. W. Lynn about got one of his um, friends killed by a baseball uh, a couple days ago. Bino. Uh,
16: and maybe a he'll tell us the story. story. <laughs> My compatriot. <laughs> uh,
0: no, no. Here's what I hear, W. Lynn. I hear you're out oh, on the porch, boy. out on Marcos, with Marcos Garzi the other day, and we're warming up for the game, and somebody from the porch down below yells, incoming or look out, and W. Lynn ducks but doesn't tell the rest of the porch to look out, and flamey Jamie Bino took a home run ball right in the middle of his shoulder blade. As he was cooking on the grill, Beano, almost caught him in the noggin, Beano, almost caught him in the noggin, (laughs) Beano.
16: What say you, W. Lynn? I was holding the flag and the wind was blowing, so basically you just got to hold it. And I heard a guy yell, heads up, and my head was by the flagpole. By the time he said heads up, I heard a bang on our porch. Little did I know, it hit my good friend Jamie in the small of the back right on the spine, then hit the porch. So I was not negligent. Uh, By the time those guys yelled, it, it had already hit him. You didn't yell, look out! It was you years. didn't yell, look
0: out! What do you mean you weren't negligent, W. Lynn? The ball's in the air. You got to yell four, man! Come on now.
16: <laughs> well, okay. you know, I, it was my second trip this year. I'm a little out of practice, I guess. But uh, he's he's okay. I mean, it's still real sore, but it hit him right in the small of the back and the spine. I mean, it was uh
0: but anyhow... He uh, went to the, the doctor great, this morning, did, W. Lynn. What now? I went to the doctor this morning. Well, you've got more information than I do. He went to the doctor this
16: morning. Well, he should go to the doctor, probably, but uh, it was my fault. By the time I heard those guys, it had already hit the ground. So, it, it you know, those guys yelled late. It was their fault. So, But... Uh,
0: Beno, the man's got a subluxation of the obla-gobla, Beno. The man's got a subluxation of his obla-gobla, uh, Beno. Obla,
1: protect the flag, W Lynn. You can always get another cook. <laughs> yeah.
16: No, that's, um, guys, uh, let's get back to Friday night when I stayed up and I was pacing between the kitchen and the living room, watching both TVs, and when we won the game, I just said, do you believe in miracles? It reminded me of a hockey team 40 years ago. I swear it did. And, uh, it obviously carried over to Saturday and I, we did have a great day on the Marcos Garza porch. His, met, talked to his whole family, met some great friends. And, uh, it was, <laughs> it was, we had people sitting and told them they couldn't move because we were scoring all these runs. One lady turned to me and said, I've got some friends down here. Can I go now? And I said, yes, they're changing pictures. You better be back in this seat in five minutes. So uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, guys, out there on the porch. I'll tell you that. And uh, that Friday night game, that, that was a turnaround, guys, like you all been talking about. You know, it's just uh, do you believe in miracles? That's what came to mind when that happened. Let what, me bring Evan Russell in now. W.
0: Linz stay right there. Yeah. Uh, let me bring Evan Russell in now. It is TLD okay. Logistics. Evan Russell now joining. It is it is uh, TLD Logistics extra innings with the great Evan Russell. W. Linz on the line. He just compared it to Evan Russell, and I don't think it's hyperbole to the miracle on ice itself. Uh, the U.S. over the Russians. Hey, that thing Friday night, Evan, was out of nowhere in the ninth inning. Two true, fr- two freshmen hitting home runs for you in that spot. Evan, welcome in. The Vols are back alive, brother.
19: Man, I could not take my eyes off the screen this weekend. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that every single Vol fan out there was the same, but uh, yeah. I thought that those swings were a season-defining moment. And Chase Burns coming in and showing what he can do. I am so pumped for the rest of the year.
16: Baseball's a funny game, Evan. You know it can, it can just turn it can just turn like that. And I was calling for two out of three against uh, Vandy. I know Brian said a sweep and that Evan, did you think we had a chance for a sweep?
19: Uh, I really thought that going into it um, there were a lot of factors that that were playing against us and winning even winning the series Um, I I thought Vandy was playing phenomenal with the little things Um, and and clearly we were we were struggling defensively and trying to find um, some chemistry in any way especially after that Tuesday game but (laughs) there's something that um, there's something that was in the air Friday night, and even later in the innings, it felt like we were still in the game, and that, that's what happens whenever you play with some true competition, and they were ready to get after it, and uh, the the success was just a factor or result from how hard they were competing.
0: W. Lynn, anything else for the great Evan Russell here on the way out? Well, I just want
16: to say, uh, you know, I'll say it again. Everybody get over there and support the team now. I mean, the team, the fans made a difference in some of those games, getting everybody fired up. And, uh, weather wasn't perfect, but, uh, you gotta get over there and support these guys because, uh, I, I, I want to throw this in. This has nothing to do with Tennessee baseball, but the Lady Vols against Florida yesterday were down nine three in the six and beat Florida Gators 11 to 10. And I see the softball team and in they Oklahoma play again City, tonight. and I see they, our baseball team in Omaha. They,
3: they, they go for the sweep tonight, and they haven't lost in oh! this year. I think they're they go- sixth, and they've won all six.
0: Thank you, W. Lynn. So, I'm trying to time show, my guys. delay to get right in there. Thank you, W. Lynn. Have a Dwight good. Uh, Evan Russell, you're the man of the hour. Now, since you hit your grand slam against Vanderbilt, okay? Tennessee has beaten the Vanderbilt Commodores, Brian. What's the number?
3: Hit it. Counting that game, Tennessee has won eight of nine at their last nine against Vanderbilt. Who's
0: your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's <laughs> your daddy? I think. Who's your daddy? Evan, when you saw them, give me the genesis, Evan, of the daddy hat. And the coat, once and for all. I want to know when that thing was purchased, who bought it, who brought it to the table, and what was coming to your mind when you saw that thing back in that out of the feet
19: get hit? Man, I thought it was phenomenal, um, especially after seeing uh, the struggles that, that were going on throughout the year. They, they weren't really playing with passion. Uh, I, I felt like that was sort of a, just a statement of, uh, we're going to go back to basically letting our hair hang hang out a little bit and uh, play with a little passion. Um, and, and I know that that sort of had a little bit of meaning, especially who they were playing against, because um, as the old saying goes, the nice guys always finish last. And for some reason, uh, whenever Vanderbilt comes into town now, they they always have their, their shirt, you know, uh, put up, put t- together tightly um their their outfits look nice uh, but whenever they got the bad boys coming they, they they seem to not play as as well as they usually do so um there's something to say about playing with a little attitude um and and letting letting your hair on fire
0: sammy who was there friday night and i'm being on with you to jump in here and help me uh, and help us with the, with the delay and all that but we're 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 visiting with the great Evan Russell who joins on a weekend where the Vols I mean literally we were getting ready to talk Atlanta Braves on here you know like next week yeah. here on TLD logistics extra innings cuz I didn't know where our season was going uh if what I thought was going to happen was going to happen this past weekend at the hands of Vanderbilt because Tennessee looked like they hit rock bottom the other night uh against tennessee tech but evan what is the genesis of that coat the hat who brought it to the team and from your standpoint just chase Burns.
3: evan he wants you to talk about chase burns and his burns is the one that lit the oh
19: okay Yeah, yeah yeah sorry you were breaking up a little bit the
3: one that lit the fuse.
19: Yeah, he's
0: the one. That, I know he's the one that lit the fuse, though.
19: Right. Um, but the, the the daddy hat and the coat that that was actually um, I brought the idea to the team a couple years ago just to see what they would think, just to you know have a little fun. And they all actually loved it. Um, Trey Lipscomb was really behind it. He he really thought that it was a great idea. He always had a little a little good swag to his outfits and stuff. So uh, we started just you know. Uh, applying some spice to what we were doing and, and it really stuck um, but we we sort of noticed that the opposing teams were really concerned with what we were doing after celebrations and anytime you can get the opposing team when it, their thought process off of something besides the competition you have an advantage um, so I think that's why that that sort of could have an advantage but it also could you know just make things a little more fun and and more relaxed but Um, You know, I I think that they need to start doing a little bit of celebration for the pitchers, especially after seeing Chase Burns Friday night. I have never seen a pitcher change the outcome of a game and and, and be as dominant as he was (laughs) throwing 101 miles an hour on a Friday night in the the 11th inning. Uh, I, I don't care if they were playing the Yankees. I think we still had a shot.
0: No, you, look you like know, a Evan, I I out there. It, it looked like um, and I was to ask, yeah. Go ahead, Bino.
1: I, Evan, I I did not think that this team had the moxie or the makeup to get off the deck. Uh, and they uh, made a believer out of me over the weekend. I I I'm not sure that I've ever seen Everything that you hope to come together, come together basically all at once. Uh, Ahuna fielding the way that you hoped that he would field. You start getting two out hits, you score 12 runs with two outs on the weekend. Your your starting staff goes back to looking more like they did last year. Chase Burns comes back. Uh, Merritt makes a great play in right field, and all of a sudden – He's back at the plate as well. It's almost like everything that could fall in place fell in place at one time. Yeah, the momentum
19: just completely flipped for some reason. Um, And and, and I think it really started with uh, their approach to the game. And and I know that there's a lot of people out there thinking that there's fair weather fans and um, jumping on the bandwagon back now. And and to be fair, I I didn't know if they were going to be able to turn the season around, but um, I think that the entire nation, uh, the entire ball nation, just watched the effort that they were putting into. And you can really throw out all of the little details of, you know, t- taking a 3-1 pitch or um, not getting a runner over uh, with less than two outs and things like that whenever they are playing with a burning passion. And that's what they were doing. And the fan base was behind them. Um, they were all playing together, and it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. And, and I think that's what Tennessee baseball is.
3: You know, I want to mention Jake Kendra, who had to fill in for Christian Moore on Sunday. His first at bat, there was two out, and there was a runner in scoring position. And he was ready for the moment to deliver that RBI single that carried them to a big inning and started the route on Sunday. Talk about how he was ready for that moment and how do you think the momentum of the last two nights was just infectious for him in that moment, in that spot?
19: Yeah, I think it's huge. And I think that it goes back to the decisions that Botello has made um, over this season. I, I think that he has put Kendro in a situation to where if we do need him in, in some way of uh, filling in a spot or having a big time uh, clutch at bat or just playing solid defense, he's already done it a couple times up until now and he's still a freshman he's still going to go through these learning curves and these growing pains but the the dude was not afraid of that moment and uh, i mean good for him good for the team and it's only going to you know put us in a position to uh, continue the program down later down the road
1: hey evan talk a little bit about the um about the nature of baseball and the contagious nature of baseball where you see a, a chase burns you're sitting over there on the bench you've been struggling a little bit yourself you're sitting over there on the bench and you see a chase burns who had been struggling come in and perform the way he did you see a dryling walk up there you've been having trouble getting hits with two outs you see a dryling walk up there and swing the bat at one swing kind of relaxes it. Talk a little bit about what that means to the entire dugout.
19: Yeah, it's all contagious. Um, You know, the the best teams that I've ever been on, it wasn't just one or two guys that were performing and the others were trying to um, be a part of it and trying to force things. It was all just happening uh, because everyone was in it together. You know, you you had a lineup that was constantly taking great at-bats throughout the game. And having one run going into the ninth inning, it didn't really show um, the the tough at-bats that they were putting throughout the entire game because um, it, they were leaning on the pitcher. You know, the, the pitcher that Vanderbilt was throwing out Friday night was, uh, he's going to be a first-rounder. He's a, he's a legit arm. And, and um, he showed that he had some good stuff Friday night. But the lineup did not give in. Even if they were down two runs, they, they continued to put on good at-bats. Uh, they continue to to fight um, and and have a desire to win. And whenever Chase Burns came into the game and, and gave them that life of basically telling the whole team, uh, you, you know, I, I've got this shut down. If y'all just focus on your task and and score a run, uh, we'll win this ball game. And whenever whenever a team can feel that can sense that, it relaxes their swings. It, it causes them to not feel pressure. And you ultimately lead to a team uh, playing some lights out baseball
0: hey Evan, uh, as Evan Russell joins us and I'm back on the uh, I'm back on the one as a great James Brown once said. My friends at TLD Logistics presenting Evan Russell on this Monday. We call this our T- logistics Tennessee baseball extra innings. TLD Logistics does everything. whatever your challenges is relating to shipping, you call TLD. They're going to figure it out from their online team. Jim Peters and the gang were out there in the outfield the other day and so fired up. Jim Jim sent me a uh, text. They were there at like 10 a.m. yesterday. Uh, just so, as soon as the ballpark opened, so excited for the uh, game three. And Brian talked about uh, Kendro's hit. I want to go back to Friday night. Tony Vall said something. On the heels of the loss, the embarrassing loss to Tennessee Tech the other night. He said, Look, he said, We're just a team right now that's just not he didn't say this in so many words that he said it. We're just not getting leadership. And we're not we're not a sense that, uh, in our clubhouse that there should be and I say. Me is it and he also said these guys that are freshmen on this team really aren't freshmen anymore you're at the point in the year now where you're getting late in the season few of these guys have played on a baseball they should know each other by now and they're no longer freshmen so i want to ask you this evan how significant is it that those two freshmen hit those home runs and Within the room itself, are those guys viewed differently? Do they carry themselves differently for the rest of the season, having been a catalyst for maybe saving the year? Are they viewed differently in the room now?
19: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, my, in my experience at Tennessee, there were a lot of talented freshmen that for some reason never got the success on the field and never translated. And it never led to them gaining confidence and taking off with that momentum um, that some freshmen end up doing. So um, those hits have basically just proven to them, them two freshmen, that they can do it. You know, they've done it. Um, they, they've been in that situation before. They, they can do it again. Now it's just being consistent with how many times they do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is it is completely correct with what Botella has said, that they're no longer freshmen. Um, we're going to look back on this season – two or three years from now, and we're not going to say, well, you know, we, we could have had a good season if uh, Dryling wasn't a freshman, if he was a junior. Uh, we're, we're just going to, we're going to hold them accountable to who they are. So um, I think it's awesome that it was young guys that started that, and it's exactly what they need. And it, it doesn't matter who the leaders are on the field. Um, as long as the people can just start developing that mindset of how to play hard um you know that that's where that's where the the hard playing the hard mentality of the entire team is going to come from
0: we come back i want to Game talk up, about just sustaining this bino said a, something very bino give me one sec we're going to take a brief time out i'm sorry i'm lagging by a sec here but we come back on the other side we'll get bino's thoughts what he was just getting ready to get into and then Uh, Get some calls in as well, 865-200-5402 if you want to jump in. Evan Russell is our guest. We'll roll it and continue to roll here through Hour 2 with him. It's TLD Logistics, Tennessee Baseball, extra innings. We come back with ER right after this.
7: Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones.
17: All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. It is that time of week. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. Miles, how are you doing today?
14: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing
17: fantastic. You always have some great specials for us. So what do you got for us this week?
14: Well, this week we have T-bone steaks, $4.99 a pound. Boma's pork chop, family packs, $2.99 a pound. Green cabbage, $0.59 a pound. 24-pack Deer Park Springwater, 2 for 10 and Coca-Cola six-packs, 3
17: for $10. Fantastic, and these run all the way through next Tuesday, uh, and I know you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there in West 7. So, Miles, we thank you. We appreciate you. The, your staff is amazing, just so you know. Every time I come in, they're very friendly, so I definitely appreciate it, and so does our customers. So, you have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles.
16: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're
1: listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
0: T to the B, T to the B, T to the B, back with you, 865-200-5402. Bino, you were saying, and then we'll go back to the phones, and Josh, he wants to talk. Go ahead, Bino.
1: Uh,
16: Evan, I know you've
1: experienced this, and it's, it's still amazing to me how it happens, but... Uh, you got Griffin Merritt struggling at the plate. He's out there in right field. He makes an absolutely great play off a of carom off the wall and a throw in second. And for whatever reason, the magic of baseball, that next at bat is just always more – seems to be more comfortable than the ones that you've been having prior to making that defensive play.
19: Yeah, the the confidence that you gained just because – I mean, that, that was a big moment. That, that was probably – Uh, one of the bigger moments in the game um, was that defensive play. Um, And and the defense was phenomenal all night, but uh, that that, that just kept him out of scoring position, and um, that just gave him the confidence that um, he sort of needed uh, just to move forward. And and it shows the character of him because clearly he hasn't been playing to the the standard that he probably holds himself to and that everyone else has held him to. But um, for him to go in late in the game and – uh, basically find a way to help his team win um i, I think that it was just the game rewarding him um, with a big moment and putting him in that moment to um you know set himself up for a walk-off home run and i'm um, good for him for you know, executing all of it perfectly and basically being a part of turning the season around
0: what's a moment like that feel like evan you mean a part of that grand slam like what what goes through a kid like that's mind that played at Cincinnati? I'm sure he's. I mean, I, I'm not going to. I don't want to say this. I don't want to be sort Cincinnati. I don't think that kid's ever been in a moment like that in baseball with several thousand people there on their feet. That little bandbox park is really special in moments like that. What, what's a kid like that experiencing at that moment?
19: Yeah, the first thing he he had to have done was just to relax. All of the emotions that he was feeling, and it's hard, and that's what experience is when it comes to older people. Um, it's learning as you grow, um, as you play in those moments, and it's learning how to relax yourself and just perform, um, uh, just like it's any other day or any other game. So, um, you could tell that he had composure in that spot. Um, he was probably freaking out a little bit internally, just trying to stay relaxed but uh, externally he, he was doing a phenomenal job of of treating that at bat just like every other um so that 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 should be a a learning moment for all of the guys is um if you're in those big moments trying to relax yourself and staying calm and eliminating those emotions leads to success and the emotions you have after success um, you can do whatever you want you can get a, a, as high of uh, feelings as you as you could, you could possibly get but during the moment you have to focus on the competition and, and that's exactly what he was doing
0: and when you're circling the bases right how, is it an emotional deal do you not feel anything do you feel detached like what does that feel like for a kid like that to win that game
19: yeah he's definitely having an out-of-body experience uh because you you can't ride it up any better Uh, Dude was probably a Tennessee fan growing up. He comes to Tennessee. uh, He's struggling a little bit. He's kind of trying to find his way back into the lineup, and then all of a sudden he's hit a walk-off home run uh, against a Vanderbilt team that has basically owned Tennessee for the past decade um, up until the previous two years. But um, you really couldn't have written it up any better for him. And, (laughs) I mean, uh, you can't really describe the feeling of – living out a, a, a dream like that and one at bat uh, unless you, you really do it yourself.
0: Yeah, and and how do we explain? Bina was talking earlier, but I call these guys the Rick Barnes transfers. I'm just going to stick with that name because I was cracking on them last week and they all went out and had a very pretty good weekend. I mean, Maui Ahuna looked pretty lost on Friday. Tennessee wins that game. All of a sudden, he comes back with two really good games. Merritt, who we were talking about, our third baseman who had been struggling all of a sudden he's in the field and at bat pretty good um and how do we explain that i mean it's just it's so strange how it just all came together this weekend
19: right and i think we'd still need to to be more consistent with cleaning the little things up um when it comes to getting getting towards the postseason but um, I, I think that they finally are starting to figure out how they are supposed to be playing as a team and playing with that fire and passion. Uh, Maui Ahuna, he made some defensive plays, especially off of that en- Enrique Bradfield ball that, that he made in the six hole. Um, it, he, he went back to playing his style of baseball, it looks like. And I think that once he started seeing other people have some big success and some bigger moments, uh, it sort of relaxed him to, to be able to understand that he doesn't have to do everything by himself even though he's the superstar all, uh, or all-American shortstop coming in and ready to make an impact. I think that the success that he's seeing from other people is sort of going to um, help him understand he doesn't have to do it all, all himself. And uh, I could, I would be very, uh, very shocked if we don't start seeing some success coming his way.
0: Back to the phones we go. Let's get Joshie Boy in here. Joshie Boy, welcome in.
14: Hey Tony, how you guys?
0: How you doing today? We're good, Jossie. Hey, Jossie, boy, go for it.
14: Tony, uh, first off, I uh, thanked you uh, yesterday. Thank you very much for the tickets for Saturday's game.
0: It was our gentleman uh, who uh, lets us do that with people and bless folks, and glad your family got a blessing. Thank you.
14: Evan, my first question is, uh, I noticed Saturday during the game, the Vandy pitcher that was starting out, he uh, was having trouble of uh, his time of pitches, and uh, he was walking a lot of batters. And uh, that one sequence for, he walked uh, Christian Scott, I think it was, on the pitch clock. What do you think uh, that was? What do you think was uh, like, uh,
19: giving him trouble? Yeah, I don't think that he was getting ahead in the count. Um, if you look at guys like Kirby Cannell last year, Redmond Walsh, um, guys that were constantly filling up the zone, um, they, they always had tons of success no matter the situation. Um, so, so that should tell, that should tell the, the, the watchers of the game that no matter how good your stuff is, if you're not landing the ball in the zone and you're not getting ahead in the count, it makes a pitcher really one-dimensional. Um, So you could tell that the hitters were um, being real, real careful with what they were swinging at. And they were forcing him to really throw the ball over the plate. Um, So he was, he was throwing uh, a couple pitches trying to find it in the zone. And it gives the hitter plenty of time to time up his fastball and to sort of start tunneling mentally where he wants that ball to go. And it makes him one dimensional and it, it makes the hitter, um, really start anticipating um, where he wants the ball and, and it, and it makes it much easier to hit. My second question uh, for
14: you, Bino, Tony and Evan, do you think uh, Chase Burns, do you think he has that dog in him now that he's found himself in the, that
1: bullpen slash closing role? Uh, Josh, I, I, I think he's had dog in him since the first day he arrived here. He, he has struggled a little more. I, I think you saw more emotion coming from him uh, because of the fact that uh, uh, you can it, – it's the difference between uh, a marathon and a sprint when you're the starter as opposed to a reliever coming in. He can come in there for a couple of innings and just let it all go emotionally, uh, physically – Whatever he wants to do, I I don't I don't think there's ever been a question whether he had any dog in him. I just think he was in a position to show it a little bit more there. Evan,
19: yeah, I, I think he's I think he's always had it in him. I think you're right, um, and, and I personally uh, saw it every day last year. Um, there's a reason that the coaching staff was really confident in having Chase Burns start as a freshman on a Friday night. Whenever he had All Americans all around him. Um, it, it's because Chase Burns, during practice, during his prep, has always taken it at a very professional level, and he he's got an electric arm and he's got the talent to do it. I think the the Chase Burns that we saw this uh, this past Friday night was one that will play a long time in the big leagues, and I, I think that it just uh, was maybe some built up frustration knowing that he wasn't performing at a very good a good level, and, and he was. Um, aware of that but when it came to shutting down a really good Vanderbilt team he had one task and that was to let it eat and he did it man it, it was awesome to watch
14: yeah I really enjoyed watching him pitch and dominate against Mandy. one last question Evan what was uh, your favorite position playing at Tennessee was it the outfield or did you like playing catcher better
19: I think my favorite, my favorite year of ever playing baseball was last year. when I was catching, just, just I think it taught me a little bit more about the game. Um, being able to hear Frank Anderson's inputs constantly, um, being able to uh, think about what what a a pitcher's thinking, or what my my pitchers were thinking, what opposing hitters were thinking. Um, I, I think that it was really really fun to be a part of. Um, sort of the, the mix of everything, no matter what was going on, and to get a better understanding of the younger infielders that we had um, and and seeing them grow throughout the year and seeing how much more confident and comfortable they were in big situations and just being in the mix of things. I would say that that catching, if you have the ability to do it, catching it is the place to be. Hey, Evan uh,
0: and Joshie, thank you for the call back to burns who josh brought up in terms of his mental makeup he used the term dog when they did what they did with him okay when he was he was struggling he something had to happen with him and doe and you know they slid doe off the friday night slot he's in saturday and they're they're you know they they did what they did um could could they have foreseen, could anybody have foreseen, uh, the way this thing has sort of played out? And, and do you think that's what we're going to see the rest of the way? Is he closing now the rest of the way in your mind?
19: I don't know how you change it up. Just because the, the mentality that he brought to the team, it's only going to be that way from here on out. The, the, the team is going to feel like they are winning the ball game no matter what the situation is. Whenever Chase Burns is coming in the game, and he's done nothing but give them that confidence. And and the reason that I think that the coaches could foresee this coming is because of the character that Chase Chase Burns has. Um, You know, they had to make a decision on who they were going to put into the bullpen just to shake things up. And I knew, or I figured that they knew that Chase Burns could handle it based on the makeup of his personality, his character, and to be able to to do whatever it took for the team. Um, And I think that Chase Burns took the right approach to understanding his role now, um, going in and shutting the door, um, basically on a game that was going to define our season. And we were running out of time of turning it around. But um, he definitely made a statement that he can handle the spot and that he likes it.
0: His body language here and I, we, we hadn't seen that at all last year. The fist pump Dude, I, the I, I could personality not stop watching it yeah yeah were, were you just sitting there going is this the same guy obviously you know him obviously you know he's not afraid he's the same like you were talking about they gave him in that showcase deal down there um, in Houston they gave him the ball against Texas so that's what they think of him obviously um, but from your perspective did you did you get a He looked different. There was something about him Friday night. He's a mid-state guy. There was a little more mustard on the hot dog, so to speak. There was just something about him that it was wild. Had you experienced that chase burns that you saw on the the mound?
19: i had never seen that one. Um, And I think that it was just some built-up, you know, anger um, and it was good anger because it's a dude that really wants to win. He wants to succeed. And every amount of success he gets, it's well earned. So I think whenever he was struggling, he could not figure out why um, because his numbers were still there. Uh, he had high strikeouts, but he was just getting hit for some reason. Um, so I think that it was just a lot of built-up frustration. And he took it out on a poor Vanderbilt lineup. And I loved watching every second of it. And he smoked them.
0: I mean, and yesterday he comes in, and he smoked those guys. Like, there is <laughs> – you are not
7: – I hear uh, you
0: laugh? I mean, you're not touching him, are you?
19: I would not want to bat off of it.
7: <laughs>
16: I, uh, I saw
19: a guy throwing 101 with a 90-mile-an-hour slider coming out, and I have to hit a ball um, with a runner on second and two outs and score that runner, I'm not liking my chances.
3: Did the Vandy Whistler make an appearance this weekend?
19: <laughs> I mean, Vandy's scared.
0: Vandy's afraid.
3: Did they have any bats checked? And, and,
0: and, well, Evan said this earlier. Evan said this earlier. Vandy doesn't want any of this. They just don't. I mean, they their body language after Friday. And what did you make of Corbin's decision, Evan, to burn their closer the way he did? That looked like a panic move. If I'm on that baseball team, he's sitting there going, "We're either getting this game or we could get swept here."
4: It was weird.
19: Yeah, I don't know what it is, but their style of play. Now that we've kind of got some momentum going on them, their style of play has not looked the same that it has against opposing teams. Uh, you know they they come in they come in with their suit and tie and they're um, you know they're doing things with high class, but then all of a sudden. They get bullied up a little bit, and they they look in their pocket, and they don't have their lunch money anymore. Um, And I I love seeing uh, the decisions that are being made, uh, basically um, a little panic mode, in my opinion, uh, of knowing that there's some talent over in our dugout and we're ready to just attack at all times.
0: It's so interesting. Bino said it earlier. I'm going to ask you this, because we're all wondering, right? If those two kids don't hit those home runs, and you've been around baseball a long time, Friday night, and Burns doesn't do what he does because Burns lit the candle. I think those guys got a start, but I think Burns, when he came in there, there's no way Tennessee was going to lose that game. He would have pitched six innings to get that save or the yeah. win or however it scored the other night. There's just no way. He was not going to come. And he would have, if Tony Valls would have come out there to get the baseball. They would have had to fight to get the ball out of his hands. That's what it looked like to me. So, all that said, if the thing happened, if the thing Friday doesn't happen, are we are we talking about a a a victory in the series, Evan? Are we? I think the Vols probably got would have gotten swept at the end of the day. They didn't win Friday.
19: Yeah, I don't know if they would, especially after the Tuesday game. I just don't know how the locker room would have reacted losing a close game like that, um, especially after KT had just hit a home run. And if we had lost three to two in a, in a nail batter, um, I, I think that that sort of just hurts the team morale. Um, But I, I think that that golf swing, I don't know how he hit it by the way, but drylings home run might've been a game or a season changing swing. And then for Chase Burns to come in and do that, I mean, how how do you not win that game, like you said?
0: Metal bat, no metal bat. I don't care what you have in your hands. you got to be a strong young man to golf a ball out of a ballpark like that. you got to be super strong to hit a ball like that.
19: And the the skill that it takes, he had no room for error. He probably had less than a 1% chance of making solid contact where that ball was, but... Um, good for him, man. That that was that was awesome.
1: Yeah, hey Evan, remarkable. I, I, I want to um, go back to something that you said it. about catcher. Uh, it, it's such an acquired taste. I've never met a non-catcher that wants in there, and I've never met a catcher that wants to play anywhere else.
19: Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Um, it, it it does such a it, it takes such a toll on the body, which. Um, I I don't know long term if it's good for anyone, but um, during the moment uh, of playing in the game, there's no one that has a more important role of every single pitch besides the pitcher. Um, So if you have if you have the ability to be sort of the quarterback or the leader of of the field, you have to want it and you have to have a desire to do it. And and it's not for the weak minded. So um, I, I really enjoyed just sort of learning and having a team full of talent around me to where, I could have a little brief brief time period of learning learning how it went early in the season, and then sort of um, adjusting to the success of everyone else.
1: I want to say a quick thing about Hunter Inslee, yeah. uh, Evan. When when I look at him, he's the one guy on this roster that I look at him, and I see you, and I see Luke Lipsius, and I see Trey Lipscomb. I see a guy that has that has paid his dues over there. Uh, waited his turn, and now is taking complete advantage of it.
19: Oh, absolutely. Did anyone even hear about his name being talked about before the season? I mean, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I wasn't even really um, considering for center field. Um, I, I could have seen him getting in some DH and, and some left or right field, but I never once thought that center field was going to be uh, taken by Hunter Inslee. But, I mean, talk about a spark plug, man. Uh, the guy is uh, – the guy's
0: a grinder; he's earning it. Really, at the end of the day, it's why we love the sport, and it's 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 what college sports are all about. You get guy gets an opportunity, and he does with it what he what this guy has done. AER, thank you, my friend. Incredible job by you, and I mean incredible. And uh, we look forward to breaking it down scientifically next Monday with you here on TLD Logistics. Extra innings, my man.
19: Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch some more ball baseball, and um appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you.
0: And who would have said that last week? So tomorrow I'm back in studio. We'll, we'll get back to kicking it on our own.
7: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
4: Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count
8: on us.
13: Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and breeze homemade ice cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The door's open at 8 a.m. 112 East James Campbell.
7: Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace
14: is the place with the helpful hardware folks.
18: Oh!